0: What is up? Welcome to Forefront 360, a podcast where we take you all around the intersection of the arts and the Christian faith. I am your host, Cody Schweikert, and I'm joined today by Veronica McDonald. Veronica is the founder and editor of a literary journal called The Heart of Flesh. Uh, Heart of Flesh is not a typical Christian fiction journal. Uh, They believe that God's truth is written in the Bible can be found in both the sacred and the secular in nearly every work of literature and every part of the human condition. The goal of the magazine is to, quote, allow the Holy Spirit to soften the hearts of our readers. Our aim is to permeate the secular world with a profound need for Jesus Christ. Uh, Veronica, we're so excited to have you on the show. How are you feeling right now? Have you done a podcast before?
1: I have I'm feeling great and I have it's been about a year though since I've been on a podcast so I get a little nervous but I'm excited.
0: Okay, cool was the podcast <laughs> was it about heart of flesh before or was it totally different?
1: A little bit. So one of them was about heart of flesh a little bit. The other one was about my testimony. Oh. Uh, I I am a former atheist mm-hmm. and I came to Christ about seven years ago.
0: Wow so
1: that was that podcast interview is more about that. Well
0: oh, very cool. Uh,
1: I'm excited to talk
0: about cool yeah uh is is there like a is there like a one sentence summary that you can (laughs) sum up your life story in that like how you came to faith and I know I I know that there's like a long form written piece online that I I read but for our listeners I don't know if you wanted to say a couple words about that
1: Sure. I mean, it's hard, like it's hard to sum it up in one sentence because right. <laughs> the more I go back on it and my, my testimony was long online, too. But mm-hmm. the more I'll go back on it, the more I just want to add to it and just see how God was working in right. every area of my life right. like forever. But yeah, from about, let's see, my whole 20s, I'm, I'm 39 years old now. I'm from 20 to 32 years old. I did not believe in God. I did not believe in the supernatural. I grew up Catholic, but I, you know, I went, walked away from that. And then, uh, yeah, and just I got depressed. I got anxious and I called out to God in my time of need, just out of desperation. I didn't know if he would answer. I didn't know if he was real and mm-hmm. he answered me and he showed me that he was real and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I love him and I want to live my life for him.
0: Ah, <laughs> wow, beautiful. So, See, you did yeah, it. That yeah, was that's great. The Hey, we're so glad to have you on the show. Before we, so I did send you um, some questions to kind of just give you a heads up of what we were going to chat about. But what I did not do is send you uh, the lightning round questions. And the lightning round is something that every person we interview has to endure and go through. Uh, so this is going to be. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. Sh- I know. Uh, it's. Just lightning round, so it's quick. You just got to, the first thing, I'm going to ask the question, the first thing comes to your mind, you say it, and uh, this is a judgment-free <laughs> zone, but um, some of them are silly, some are a little more thoughtful, uh, but I'm going to start. Are you ready for the lightning round? Is this round?
1: in the beginning or the end?
0: This is this is right now. Are we happening. doing it right now? We're doing it right now. It's going to oh, be no. like, okay. it'll be like two minutes long. Favorite place <laughs> in the world?
1: Oh gosh. Um, ah, uh, where I grew up, Massachusetts massachusetts
0: where in massachusetts are you from
1: uh i'm from somerset massachusetts it's uh it's closer to providence rhode island than it is to boston and it's very okay. pretty
0: yeah <laughs> okay cool are you a new england patriots fan by any chance
1: i was when tom brady was i'm from buffalo
0: so that's so much
1: uh, top... I, I am in, in name oh you're from buffalo yeah
0: yeah so tom brady ruined my um... childhood childhood so but that's
1: fine <laughs>
0: You're off to a great start. Um, no, I
1: don't know if, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not good.
0: <laughs> okay, oceans or mountains? What do you prefer, oceans or mountains? Uh, oceans. Cool. Uh, favorite book of the Bible? Oh, gosh.
1: Uh, Ecclesiastes is the first thing that popped in my mind. Wow. But I love someone giving the book. <laughs>
0: cool. Okay, this is the dumbest question I ever invented, but I'm really excited to ask this. Um, if you had to sleep on a bed of cheese, what kind of cheese would it be?
1: What? Oh my, God. cheddar.
0: <laughs> is it is it a soft cheese? It's
1: cheddar cheese. That's the. It's not even soft. but it's I know.
0: Just so you're you're thinking with your stomach, like that taste is tasty. So yeah. you don't care about your spine. Okay. Um, I think brie might be more comfortable, but okay. Uh, all right, coffee or tea
1: coffee definitely
0: yeah right answer i uh,
1: make myself drink tea because it's good for you because i hate i hate tea but i do drink it i hate it mm-hmm.
0: but. yeah uh would you rather fight a grizzly bear or three king cobras
1: oh grizzly bear definitely i hate mm. snakes i mean yeah i don't hate all snakes just big snakes <laughs> yeah
0: me too me too uh what's the favorite <laughs> thing what, what's the favorite thing about where you grew up
1: I miss the snow. I live in Alabama now. It doesn't mm-hmm. in Mobile, Alabama, so it doesn't snow here. Mm. But I, I kind of miss the beauty of the snow, even though it's cold. But it. and mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh, in the fall, the fall mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah, I do love that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, cool. my wife and I just went to Vermont last week. Um, in New Hampshire, Vermont, because we we'd never never been there in the fall. So uh, it's quite beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Um, okay, favorite poet or maybe a poet that you've been enjoying lately?
1: Oh gosh, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. So my mind immediately goes to Sylvia Plath, but that I used to really enjoy her poetry before I was mm-hmm. saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't really read it since I was saved, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious if I'd still enjoy it as much. And uh, but just um, I have a hard time finding poets that i love unless they're submitting to, i read a ton of poetry right for heart of flesh and i feel like that just feeds my poetry needs <laughs> mm. like i read so much poetry and i love it i love all the submissions i get for poetry so yeah it's hard to of those it's hard to choose a favorite but yeah. for
0: sure. are, you, are you a big fan of uh, cody adams he just submitted a poem called archive to the magazine i don't know if you
1: uh yeah i think yes i recently accepted something by him <laughs> he, he's might be one of my new favorites wow. <laughs> so. wow crazy coincidence yeah i just
0: heard about it on the street um okay last question last question you can share a meal with anyone from the bible who would you choose can't pick jesus
1: okay meal with anyone from the bible oh my gosh it's so hard uh i okay, i have to think fast think fast um all right, I, King David. David's the first thing that popped in my mind, but I don't know if that's my accurate, I
0: know.
1: my real choice. But
0: <laughs> it's it's the danger of the. Lightning I've been reading round.
1: Second Samuel.
0: Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> good. No, David's a great choice. That's but a great I choice. just,
1: I know, I just love. I mean, I've been I've been reading a lot. I've been I'm in Second Samuel right now, so I just I love David. but mm. It's all his faults. Um. So yeah, I guess. David. That's good.
0: Great answer. <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right, that's it. Now we get to the the real questions here. Um, so okay. to me, I, I'm so excited to chat with you because I, I just have almost too many questions. Um, so I'm going to try to rein myself in. But I did want to ask not only about Heart of Flesh, but uh, your own writing. I, I was wondering if we could start there and just um, you can talk as little or sure. uh, as much as you'd like about it. But um, I do want to acknowledge that you, too, uh, are creative in your own right and um are you you told me that you kind of starting off as a writer and growing and i just wanted to ask like what kind of genres are you interested in and what have you been working on lately
1: all right yeah um so the genres i'm interested in lately are uh i really like southern gothic like i've been reading a lot of flannery o'connor and mm-hmm. she's just a big influence on my writing and i i also really enjoy magical realism and sometimes i include that in my writing and sometimes not but uh, mm-hmm. and also like uh, fairy tales sometimes have an influence or like some kind of like nostalgic uh, like kid poetry cuz i i have mm-hmm. three kids and i read a lot of kid poetry and i just love it sometimes and it does kind of have an it does kind of come into my writing sometimes mm-hmm. i it's, i don't write for kids but <laughs> it comes yeah. in for yeah. my right. adult writing um but, uh, I am currently, um, I, I write, I mostly write poetry and short stories. So, mm-hmm. um, right now I'm, I'm working on a book of short stories. Um, and like I said, uh, I try to incorporate that Southern Gothic style. I really do like it. And, mm-hmm. uh, so they are a little dark sometimes, but they do all, every story does have some Christian theme to it and does mm-hmm. include some kind of redeeming element to it. Uh, in my poetry, I s- sometimes use poetry to get out my frustration and in, in not having and non believers not accepting Christ. Sometimes that frustrates yeah. me because I love so many people. A lot of people I love don't believe. Yeah. And so I, I get that in my poetry sometimes, like trying to expose how the darkness just leads nowhere, leaves you hopeless. And, you know, Jesus is the one who's going to save you. He can pull you out of darkness, He can pull you out of so many. So many yeah. hardships that unbelievers go through. I wish I could just sh- show them that. <laughs>
0: right, right. Oh, so yeah, it's so beautiful. I think uh, I think something that that drew me to to you as an editor and writer is this idea that like um, I'm not afraid to go to dark places with these stories because this this can be a dark world and it can be a broken world and we shouldn't pretend that it isn't. And in fact the you know the the light is more beautiful after having walked through the dark right so um i really admire that in you um in, in your work and the way you think about um that stuff so uh yeah i, I feel that i don't know if that's because my, my work tends toward that too and i don't know if it's uh, my upbringing you know i didn't like grow up going to church necessarily um i had a conversion story kind of similar to you later in life and uh yeah i i really admire that um And I want to ask more about that in a a bit. But this book of uh, short stories, is that something like just logistically that you uh, you submit short stories to different places, right, to get them published? And then you get like a number of them published. um, You show a publisher that there's like a readership for you and then you can put those into a book. Or is it more like these are all original short stories unpublished and they're going to go out all at once in a book at the same time?
1: Well, with me first, pers- I know you can do it both ways. Uh, with me personally, I have a few that have been published in literary journals and then there are some that uh, have not and then there's some that I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm write in the works of writing new ones right now that maybe I'll submit, maybe I won't. but um, I think with with my with this particular with my particular book, uh, I, I have a publisher friend who he actually published the very first story. I ever got published i mean so back this was about I back in 2015 he uh he published my very first story and he really encouraged me he just really loved my story and he always encouraged me to write more short stories he really liked my style and i got in touch with it oh I mean, he got in touch with me recently through um i think he submitted his testimony to heart of flesh and so he i told him what it like how encouraging that was and so he encouraged me like yeah i i publish Short stories. He's like encouraging me to write a book of short stories, and he will publish it uh, once he looks it over. But he uh, he's yeah. encouraging me to do that. So it's kind of a unique situation right. for this particular book. But um, but yeah, I think making connections definitely helps. Like getting to know people, and I think uh, submitting to different literary magazines. I think that helps you make those connections because you get to know different editors, you get to know different publishers, mm-hmm. and you get to know people who like your work and. You know, you could uh, build a relationship with that person and they can help you whatever next steps you need to take. Yeah. So, does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. No, that's good. Yeah, I just, I love that you, I, I guess my the two genres uh, that I would be most into as a writer as well as poetry and short story. And um, th- there are dreams about, you know, like writing a, a novella or a novel or, you know, there are some ideas for that. But for me, um, yeah. the short story especially is, Maybe the most ne- neglected uh, genre in literature, it, um, at least these days. I just don't know anyone that's reading short stories, yeah. other than people that actually like write and are heavy in the literary world, but. Um, I just love the short story. That's
1: a story. shame, because I, I love short I stories know. too. It's such a shame.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, maybe it's yeah. my attention span. Maybe it's that I've been reading Lord of the Rings for like a year and I'm still not done with it. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> something... Ab-
1: oh my, wow, what a coincidence. I have too. I made it to the second book. I made it to Two Towers, but I it's Dragon. I'm not me, I'm, I'm Dragon, like reading I'm it. Dragon. <laughs> it's a great
0: story. Yeah, I'm in yeah. Two Towers as well. Yeah. Uh, I just like... Man, oh, that's um, yeah, it's really good. I just, I think, I, yeah, I guess I, I prefer shorter stuff. So I'm drawn to poetry and short story. There's something great about writing a short story because you're like, um, look, I started this and now it's done. Look how quick that was, and it was. I worked hard on it, but exactly that, that sense of closure is like, it's confidence-inducing. Exactly. It's all, it's all that stuff. So. Exactly. Very cool, and
1: it's easier to edit it. Cool. It's easier to get immediate feedback. <laughs> all right, sorts of right. things, but. Yeah, so I think true. it's my attention span as well.
0: Yeah, no, I love that you write <laughs> short stories. I I hope that uh, that project is comes to fruition for you, and that uh, yeah, we're we're eager to get our hands on it when it comes out. So we'll have to you'll have to let us know.
1: Yes, I will definitely do that.
0: <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, let's talk. I could I have more questions about your writing, but I I also want to talk about Heart of Flesh. So. um Let's talk about the actual name, Heart of Flesh. This is taken from a passage from Ezekiel. Is that right?
1: Yes. And I didn't yeah, even so, write down the verse. Oh, my goodness. I didn't write down That's okay.
0: That. It's, you know, it's a, I will take away your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, right? The Lord talking to his people. I believe that's the... Yeah. Would you read the verse for us?
1: Yeah, sure. And I didn't write down the translation, but which translation it was. But I said, it says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart. Of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh
0: yeah so what about what about that uh, compelled you so much to be like this is gonna be the title of the journal that's a big decision so talk about that
1: it was well I was praying about it because I knew I wanted a biblical title and so I I was reading reading through my Bible and I was praying and I was asking the Lord to show me um, because it is important And I wanted to convey the right message and this, uh, I came across this passage, which I have heard before, but, um, it just seemed perfect because it was, it was, it reflected the mission of the journal essentially. Like, well, first of all, it's such a poetic image. I like that, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a, a a reflection of my testimony where I had a heart of stone and the Lord softened my heart. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I want to do that for other people. I want this literary journal ultimately to do that for people. I want it to reach non-believers, <laughs> yeah. and I want to soften their hearts to the mm. Lord. <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. Right. Um, and I want to encourage believers as well. I don't. It is for them too. But that is the that's like that's the goal behind mm. the whole thing. So
0: that's so good. Um, and I, I'm gonna jump around in order of, of questions here a little bit, if that's okay, because you just made me think about yeah. Um, this, this mission that you have and I can tell that you're you're missionally minded and have uh, compassion for people that don't know the Lord and I think as believers we all should yeah. have that right um, th- this yeah. great commission that Christ has given us and this this era of history is supposed to be us sharing the gospel and you know um, bearing right. fruit in that way and so uh, the question of course that you know we at forefront wrestle with all the time is, how do you make excellent art that is subtle and thoughtful and beautiful and, you know, uh, reflects the glory of God uh, without being like uh, cheesy and corny and didactic? And it seems like it seems like Christians are afraid to just be really raw and true sometimes. And uh, just that that whole that whole can of worms that that opens up when Christians try to make art. Right. Um, so so yeah. I guess I guess. Do you have a response to that I would love to chat about that with you because I feel like you guys are doing it
1: well over there thank you yeah I think a lot of this may be um, combining a few things you wanted to talk about but um I think cheesy Christian art uh, I think it does have its place and I yeah. do think a lot of Christians enjoy that I think that I think it's kind of a safe environment for them like they can yeah. read and be entertained without you know, being bombarded with the things the world bombards us with, like sex, violence, cursing, Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of debauchery, all sorts and glorifying evil. You know, when you go to these safe things, you're not going to be bombarded with that. And a lot of people, it's kind of like safe entertainment for them, which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, it's not my, it's not my preference. And I don't Mm -hmm. think it's everybody's preference. So, uh, and I, 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 I see that. And I think a lot of people, a lot of times Christian artists may have trouble writing about dark things because the Bible, you know, the Bible tells us to keep our minds on things that are pure, keep our minds on things that are lovely, you know, and abhor evil. I understand that totally. At the same time, I think darkness, I think you said this earlier, darkness uh, has a way of showing, like making us appreciate the light so much more, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. so if you go to those, if you're honest and raw and you're displaying your hurts, displaying what sin actually does to people, you know. I think it just makes your love of Christ grow so much stronger because you see what He's saving you from. You see, you see the hope He's bringing so much brighter. Um, so I think, I may be stepping away from what you were asking. I'm sorry, but no, no, that's um, perfect.
0: I totally, I totally like went off script here because I just wanted to dive right into it. But <laughs> what what you said about, um, and and this is something I have to check myself on too because. Uh, this idea that, like, oh, there's cheesy Christian art, you know, that's corny and it's not excellent. That attitude in me um, is not is not wholly good because, uh, like you said, um, some of those songs, some of those movies, they're just like they're safe and they're comfortable, and it's a it's a refuge for some people yeah. that are like, I just want to not have my guard up and just consume something that is good right. for me, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. and I think the Lord is glorified by all kinds of artists and different kinds of art and um yeah, I, I, yeah yeah i totally believe that i love the nuance you you um touched on there A- at the same time i mean we we look at scripture itself and see you know awful things recorded in scripture um, awful things that exactly. people have done you know the the depths of brokenness of sin even you mentioned david earlier you know one of the absolute heroes of our faith um, who, who made awful mistakes. And those are, you know, those are recorded pretty plainly. You know, the Lord doesn't try to cover that up and, um, it's not to glorify. Exactly.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, Cause that's where I, I wanted to go. And I, yeah, thank you. Cause it was like, um, that's what I, when I read the Bible, that's what I see too. And like, he, like, it doesn't, it's, it's not cheesy. It's not, you know, it's like, there's a lot of, violence in there there's a lot of uh brutality and there. there's you know there's a lot of you know it's recording history of what things that actually happen and a lot of sins people committed and it's intriguing and uh at times dark but it always has the light of christ and it always has the light of yeah. god in it and his love is always all through it um, yeah so i love that
0: yeah and there there is this there is never a sense that oh the bible is glorifying this kind of debauchery or this kind of darkness in the way that some art does just you know glorify so right. Christ, it, what what i think we're we're saying is not that christians should make whatever art they want to without regard for, for right, how it's yeah. like depicting darkness but um i think that you you've said already that there should be some redeeming quality at least a glimmer of, of hope or redemption or light even right. in a story that you know is a lamentation about how broken the world is i really admire that
1: yeah no i yeah because it's honest i think people resonate with that because it's people resonate with stuff that's true and stuff that reflects reality and uh like the cheesy like for lack of a better word i say cheesy, the cheesy christian art uh doesn't always reflect reality <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of the time or there, the evil's very watered down you know or the bad right. guys watered down there right. um but uh i think it resonates with non-believers because i think everybody kind of can resonate with truth i mean it can yeah. it can rub some people the wrong way but i think people are pulled in by that because you know you don't want to gloss over it
0: right uh, like what you're talking about being missionally minded and thinking about outsiders uh they're, they're not going to respond to something that doesn't feel authentic you know and real and true yes um and so if we mm-hmm. offer them something that is really art for the church, for people that are already in the church and they know Christ, and um, it, if we offer that up to them and say, you know, you want to be a part of this, they may not get it or they may not think it's authentic or compelling. But if, if it's honest and real and raw, then um, people will say, hey, this is my experience too, you know, what? what's right. what's this about? And it draws them in. I, yeah,
1: It's important not to glorify the evil, like you were just right. saying, that's... Um... Yeah, because that's what the world does. The world glorifies mm-hmm. evil and makes it look fun, makes it look exciting, makes it look, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's fun to be scared about things. And, you know, the Lord, I mean, the the world does that already. So we don't need mm-hmm. to mimic the world, but we should show evil. We shouldn't gloss over evil either. Just show it for what it is, which is right. awful. It's not right. something to be excited about. It's something right. to we have to endure.
0: Right. So good. Well, with, with that being said, like uh, with that kind of like philosophical lens on um, how do you you get all these submissions, these you guys publish uh, poems and short stories, flash fiction. Uh, you do other stuff, too. You have, I know, there's a there's an offshoot for children's literature um,
1: yes. when you're reading all those.
0: It's oh, adorable. What's remind me the name of that branch? It's a different name, right?
1: Uh, pure in heart is the, in heart. based on the beatitudes um yeah so my daughter she's 11 but a couple mm-hmm. years ago she she she's always interested in what i'm doing so, which is so cute but mm-hmm. she uh she wanted to read heart of flesh and i'm like no that's really for adults <laughs> and she's like well you should make a literary journal for kids and i'm like Maybe. And then she was really pushing me on it. And I'm like, okay, if you help me, we'll do it. <laughs> so we, we work on that together. It's really sweet.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, and yeah.
1: it's really cool. Yeah. And that one has a little bit of a different goal. That one is a little more catered to, um, to not, you know, not focusing on the dark side of Christian. Not that we focus on the dark side, but it's a little more protected, I should say, yeah. than Heart of luck. Cause it is for children. I don't want to, confuse children i don't want to no. you know it's for made for families
0: <laughs> yeah the, the wisdom of that no you know time and place time and place right so it's certainly right, a time exactly. and place for that that's good but with the heart of flesh side of things what kind of this is a hard question to answer for you but what kind of writing um stands out to you that catches your attention most quickly like when you're getting all these submissions um what, what stuff gets you excited
1: Well, I mean, I love when people pull me in right away, in the first paragraph. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Just uh, something that, I like stuff that surprises me. I know that's hard. It's hard to plan, like, write, you know, write deliberately for that. But I like stuff, even if it's funny or if it's strange or if it's kind of a different take on things, I like those stories, especially um, because... I want you know i like to be surprised i want to be entertained i want, to be, <laughs> I want something that our readers sure. will will see and be and get excited about like oh this is cool mm-hmm. i've never read something like this before um so and also i mean the obvious like something that is written well obviously will pull me in because you know mm-hmm. someone who knows their craft he knows how to write knows how to pull their reader in so but yeah i like stories that are a little strange maybe a little you know, off the beaten path. Like, I, I'm starting to really enjoy... Some people send me science fiction submissions. I'm really starting to enjoy those. So, mm. I know we talked about genres earlier, but I don't know if I said that. We do publish some science fiction, uh, and I really I really like this because they're always really they're weird.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. we had
1: a story about... Um, one had an alien in it, these two kids encountering an alien, and they, they captured it, and they're trying to decide what to do with it, but it did have Christian themes throughout. And then we had another one where... A man has a clone, of an, and he's an he's an older maybe a middle aged man, and his clone comes and his clone is not saved but he's saved and it's kind of interesting. <laughs> it's it was very cool and um, and but I think just this past issue we accepted in uh, this most recent issue that's coming out in November, uh, we do have another story that is uh, science fiction. So I do like those. Um, they're always a little bit surprising, but but we aren't a science fiction journal. We do prefer like literary work and. Uh, like I said, I like Southern gothic, but, but, uh, yeah. So any, but anything that's surprising, I do get other things that are surprising that are not science fiction as well, that just kind of are distort reality and fantasy. And I I do like those too. Uh, for poetry though, I like poetry that, that tells a story. I, Mm -hmm. I I do like those the best. Um, Mm -hmm. whatever that story is, I, I do like those. Um, yeah
0: the poem that I just submitted to heart of flesh and that, um, was accepted. Uh, the response was, first of all, I got the response in the morning. I don't know if it was sent in the morning, but I read the email in the morning before work and it made my day. I was so excited because, Aww. um, first of all, I, I like, I, I love heart of flesh. It's one of my new favorite discoveries, but, um, the particular poem I sent was really important to me. And the response was, and I'm assuming you wrote it, uh, was something like, yeah, I did. uh, this was, this was, a." Uh, we found it, you know, beautifully strange or wonderfully strange or whatever, and weird or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. the best. That's the best compliment because that's all I try to do is like, um, this is not going to be. This is not going to go down smoothly, but it's going to, um, it's going to mean something and it's going to be unique. So that's always what I'm trying to do. And I really, uh, I love that you look. That for is what the I love about
1: it. It was. Yeah, it was very. I'm sorry to talk over. Yeah, it was very unique, and that's what I liked about it for sure. And it was everything you know. It was everything Horn of flesh looks for. I I really liked your thing, and I liked your other work too. No. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but no, no, but no, that no, one no. was that one was my favorite. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just say. No,
0: yeah, you don't have to apologize about the others of it. Been so many rejections <laughs> that. I didn't even think about those as rejections. I was just like, something, yay. Um, and I think, yeah, thankfully, part
1: of it, right?
0: yeah, you got to just get used to it. My um, professors started writing in college and my professors told me, you know, like, hey, you know, I've I've done this. I've had this career in writing and been successful. But man, I get rejected so many times that uh, yeah. don't be discouraged if you get rejected. So if there's any writers listening to this one, um, yeah, you got to write because you You have to write, not because you. Right. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can't be dependent on that that outside affirmation all the time, right? If you feel the call to write, it's got to be something that's immovable inside you, right?
1: Exactly. And don't be discouraged by rejections. Everybody gets rejected, and the process is so subjective. Like, yeah, everybody. It just comes down to like what the editor is specifically looking for, or what their tastes are, and it doesn't mean you're a bad writer at all it mm-hmm. just means it wasn't a good fit for that time period for that editor you know right at that place
0: right. yeah that's right uh, not not in this case of submitting to heart of flesh but earlier this year i sent a few poems to a place and um they, they like i thought i was sending some nice stuff there and they took one that i thought was actually the worst one i almost didn't even send it and they're oh. like oh we lo- we love this one i'm like really You love that one more than the other ones? Okay, that's fine. But it is subjective, right? It's a little, you can't get too in your head about it.
1: No, no. It's just, yeah, it just comes down to their taste for sure. Yeah. Because even, uh, Mm. like, there have been times uh, people have sent in stuff where, like I said, I like like stuff that's well written, well edited for sure. But, like, a lot of times people will send me stuff and it's not edited very well. And there's a lot of grammar mistakes. But I still love it. So, you know, I will accept stuff like that and I'll clean it up for the issue, but as long mm. as you got, you know, the talent, if the talent shines through, you can even overcome that, but <laughs> it just comes down yeah, to right. what the editor likes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. See, it's so good to talk to you, so in my, in my experience the last years, these editors have just, in my mind, been these uh, faceless, you know, emails, you know, uh, yeah. these it's it's good to see that you guys are human beings. This is really
1: healthy for me.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> and I feel, I think my email sometimes does come, even, I know you're not talking about this, but I know my emails to other people sometimes comes across a little bit robotic sometimes, I think, because, I don't know. It just, you, I only have so much time to re- respond to people. Oh, sometimes it's just like, real quick, real quick. Like, very... Oh, it's business. Like, yeah, you have
0: to. Yeah. You have to. But your response time is really fast compared to some other places, so like you do a right. great job.
1: Well, thank you. Um,
0: some places like, yeah, if uh, you'll hear back from us in six months, if you don't hear back from us, then uh, wait six more months, you know, it's like, okay, I know. But it's, yeah,
1: it's awful. <laughs> it's not a necessity sometimes.
0: Yeah, like a lot of people don't have a lot of help, or it's not like their full time career, maybe, you know, it's running this, this no, lit yeah. journal. So uh, it's, it's, it's a whole different, whole different world. But uh, I wanted to ask about like, the fact that you guys you do have the the online journal and the archive uh but you do a, a print you, you do a print issue as well right can you talk about that process
1: right. and uh sure so i mean i'm still learning but i wanted to uh, about like the third i think it's the fourth issue i decided like i wanted to do a print issue just because i really when i when i've gotten work accepted i love it when it's in print like i can have it in my hands and it's just something so like it feels more lasting that than the internet sometimes um mm-hmm. but uh so i usually just try to do things with heart of flesh that i like what i like when i get published and so we just i decided to do a a print journal uh it was a little tricky to figure out because i um i wanted to do i want it to be as easy as possible for me just because uh it is a lot of work uh i do have one person helping me uh, my my volunteer, my wonderful volunteer. She's so such an answer to prayer. Her name is Katie. Yee. She she helps read through the fiction submissions and nonfiction. And
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: um, she she reads. She's my reader. She's kind of uh, she goes through those for me before I read them. And, um, but besides that, I I needed it to be simple because I have to figure out how to do it by myself. So I. I found blurb.com which is okay. I wanted something that would be low cost, that people can afford to to buy and uh, mm-hmm. and something that could be print on demand so that I wouldn't have these stacks of journals. I know people do it differently. I'm still learning to how to do this. So mm-hmm. that was the easiest oh. for me was that and it's probably mm-hmm. not the best way, but that's the way we're doing it right now.
0: I think it's awesome. I think it's it's really cool to have uh, stuff online, but um, especially at Forefront, something we've thought so much about is this idea of uh, Gnosticism, you know, is this like old heresy in the church where like, you know, the only thing that matters is the spiritual, you know and the, the physical world right. is, uh, is not valuable right, and the Bible says that mm-hmm. you know, the, the physical does matter, it's not the only thing that matters, there is a spiritual realm, but you know, that, that
1: yeah. heaven,
0: you know, will have glorified bodies in heaven and will be you know, we're not going to be these floaty, transparent, ghost things. You know, so um, right. that's something we we really value. All that to say, like we really we love real physical books, um, and I love <laughs> physical books. So um, I do I, do. I'm so excited. To...
1: Uh, yeah, I think people who love reading, I think people who, you know are writers, and and especially love. I think a lot of them love physical books. It's just something like because mm-hmm. like, yeah, right? uh, you know, because a lot of literary journals go. You know, they. Sometimes they don't, they only go for a couple of years and then the website doesn't exist anymore, you know, or something like that. And if you just had right. it online, it's like your, your work's gone. It's like, oh, it's like right. it doesn't even count. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I mean, it's happened to me before. so <laughs> I'm like,
0: oh. I know. I it's happened to me too. I'm like, do I have to take this out of my bio if this website no longer exists? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'll be definitely getting a, a, a copy or two. Um of heart of flesh uh so i'm excited to add that to my library yeah so this task of creating a literary journal managing it editing it uh you have your yourself like the creativity you know you're a writer yourself you have those skills being imaginative and thoughtful and good with words and sometimes like for me those are my gifts but I don't at all have the gifts to be able to run like a literary, a literary journal. Um, So talk about like the, the intersection of both of those gifts, this, like you need logistical prowess, you need to be organized, you need to um, be able to execute things in a timely way. Right. Uh, How do you have both of that? You know, is that hard? Which one is easier for you? Talk about that.
1: Well, my, I mean, my love and my passion is for, I love writing and I love reading and I love all that. That's my passion, but yeah, this stuff is kind of came out of necessity, but, but I, I, um, the way I started, you do need to have a plan, you know, you need to have a system for doing things, however you want to do it, a system through handling a lot of emails at one time, uh, how to keep track of, of your submissions, you know, you have to have a plan and a process, um, but what uh, would help start help me when I was getting started? I would, I would look at other literary magazines and just and other literary magazines that had published me, and I would take the things that I really liked about their magazine and the way they did things, and I would try to apply that to Heart of Flesh. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, it, but it 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 was a big learning process because I. I know how to do some things on the computer, but I had to learn how to do a lot of things. (laughs) But we can look up a lot of things on YouTube and the internet to try to figure out how to do things, uh, how to make a website, how to keep track of your submissions. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. But uh, I just picked what was easiest, not easiest, but picked what was easiest for me and Mm -hmm. most manageable for me to do. And it is hard, but you kind of have to force yourself to do it. If this is what you want to do, if this is what you if you really want to do it, you, you'll you know you'll figure out a way, and, and of course, uh, the Lord will help you. Of course, if that's what His plan for you to do, if He wants you to, if He's, if He wants you to do this literary magazine, you know, He's gonna He's gonna help you. He's gonna bless you. He's gonna put things in your path. So every issue, the Lord does put something in my path that's new, something that pushes me to do something a little different, something that pushes me to expand it a little more. He does it every issue, and it's never never something I expect. And I love that because I know that he's with me, and he's partnering. With, he's over. He's blessing the project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> so,
0: that's right. Uh, I look
1: for his guidance for sure. But it is a learning process for me because uh, that's not my passion. It's just out of necessity. So, but it's right. it's a skill you, anybody can learn if you are dedicated to learning it, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's work that is uh, literally bearing fruit and glorifying God. It's it's you know collecting people with gifts and um, you know uh, words and a message they have to you know like the Lord created us and he created us to be creative and imitate him and mm-hmm. so for you to create a platform you know all that work um, to create a platform to amplify those those voices and and to bring honor and glory to the Lord especially in the name of reaching other people is you know eternally significant work and um, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean that is the goal. I, I, you know, like uh, when I was in when I was an atheist, and I wrote, I was you know I loved writing and reading back then too. Um, I would I think the Lord spoke to me through secular literature because whenever I would read a novel, and they would, there would be a I, this I'm thinking of a very specific instance in my head though I can't remember the name of the novel, but there was a Christian character who was not the main character. And the char- the main character was not a non believer, but talking to with this Christian character about the Bible in a serious way, not like in a making fun of way. And that really intrigued me. I'm like, why isn't this person just making fun of this Christian like everybody else seems to <laughs> Right. And right. Right. like they're taking what the Bible says and they were quoting things from the Bible. I'm like, that's actually kinda cool. You know, they were quoting stuff from Revelation So like This was not a Christian author. And I like um I, I think, of course, the Lord was speaking to me through that. I know he was, but um, planting a seed in my heart. So that's, but that I think about that a lot. And I'm like, I want to reach these people who don't believe and have put that same seed that he, the Lord did to me when I was reading something that I, that wasn't Christian, you know, like that wasn't specifically for Christians, I should say. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. So I think yeah, about that. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: No, I think about uh it makes me remember all the times the Lord has uh used especially movies I'm a big like movie guy I love like watching films and have a deep kind of a you know emotional attachment to them um yeah, and it's it's sure. so easy since I've come to faith um it's it's in you know Timothy keller's a great pastor from New York City I don't know if you're familiar with him but he's just passed away and he he always talked about how like the the gospel just kind of seeps into everything even the the secular stories that we tell like it's hard once you know christ and you know the story um it's hard not to see you know christ haunting all these different places um and yeah so for me he he does use uh a number of things um to to speak to his children and to encourage them and to uh bring people into his house and so uh, i really identify yeah. with that as well
1: yeah and i just love that too because cool. like he is in everything like i mean or even when he's like not like i don't know like even horror movies they are always i think what is there like a new exorcist movie coming out? i mean it's all about yeah jesus and the devil you know but <laughs> but right. most of the people watching that they don't go there for that but um uh, yeah right he's just yeah. Everywhere. I don't. I don't watch horror movies anymore. I used to, but I don't watch them anymore. But I used to watch a lot of horror movies. I don't. I. Don't. Yeah. That was awesome. I used to watch <laughs> them a
0: lot more too. Yeah, I used to. I used to watch them a lot more too. I guess that's a whole nother podcast, right? It's, uh should Christians watch horror movies? Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a fun fun conversation debate. I don't really I don't really have the answer to it, but maybe the most ridiculous example that I can remember of. Uh, a movie like speaking to me spiritually was uh Back to the Future Three, which isn't even a very good movie. <laughs> but oh, no. there's this—I
1: love that movie. It's a classic. Cu- <laughs> uh,
0: it's a classic, yeah. But there's this one line at the end about like the future, and uh, you know, you never really know what's gonna happen. And you know, uh, to me, it, I, I watched that in like a, a season of uh, suffering and for some reason the lord used that one to just totally touch my heart and i was like man back to the future three who knew
1: i I know Uh, right that's awesome i love that (laughs) Uh, that is so cool no yeah it's just a great example that he can he like because it is you like i loved how you said it like he's haunting he's in everything everything i mean he Mm -hmm. created us he created our minds he he's just you can once you see it you can't unsee it he's just and he'll use anything. He's back to the future three to talk to you, you know? Right. He can use anything. If, yeah. And yeah. I love
0: it. Yeah. And it, it seems there's this common grace that um, even non believers have this common grace, this kind of innate knowledge that there is a transcendence. There is justice matters, truth matters, humility is good, beauty is just un- unspeakably like present everywhere, and we don't really know why. And so. Uh, right. I, I love that he's he's blessed even non-believers with at least a a basic knowledge of, of good and evil and beauty and so. Um, I do. Yeah, that too. it seems like that belief has runs through your your magazine, your journal. So I appreciate that. Thank
1: yeah. you. That is the
0: goal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Veronica, I just wanted to ask one last thing. If um if maybe before we close out the episode here, is there any encouragement you might give to a christian writer who is uh maybe maybe they're struggling maybe they're wondering um if if they're any good or how they you know if their work matters um i don't know take that ha- whatever direction you want but is there any encouragement you might offer as a as a fellow
1: writer yeah if you're a christian writer just uh, i think the most important thing is to check your heart and make sure that you're writing for God you're writing for Jesus and like because he will guide you and maybe he wants you he knows you he knows your taste he gave you this passion so use it for his glory that's the most important thing and when you do that he will bless you he'll help you you'll and you're gonna the more you do it the more you're gonna you're gonna get better it's like anything the more you do it the better you'll get and just keep writing if that's your passion and keep submitting. And if you get rejected, just keep keep doing it. <laughs> just keep don't mm-hmm. give up. And if because mm-hmm. if like you said, like you kind of if that's what you're passionate, you kind of just have to do it. So do it because you love it, not for money or fame or whatever. Because it really you probably won't get it, and it doesn't matter. If you did get it,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, wow.
1: just do it for His glory. That ki- the God's kingdom is what truly matters. Is the only thing that lasts besides human human being human souls. So. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. do it for people do it for God.
0: amen yeah and i i think maybe to sum it up uh listeners can't tell but we're on a video call right now and veronica is wearing a shirt that says jesus loves you and that about that about uh sums it up it's perfect grammar there's a period at the end of the sentence it's uh (laughs) that that might be the best summary the best thing we uh learned or reminded of this morning as we chat so Veronica, thank Absolutely. you so much for giving us the time. We, we're we praying for you at Forefront. We're praying for, for you, your family, and for the, this great magazine and your work and lifting you guys up. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, having me on.
0: Of course. Uh, thanks for listening to the Forefront 360 podcast. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rate and a review. It helps other people find the show. Uh, Until next time, keep pursuing authentic faith and excellent art.